Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hi, I'm Alicia Davis, and in entertainment, 70s supergroup Fleetwood Mac is back. The Rock and Roll Hall of Famers have reunited, and they've just released their first studio album together in 16 years. It is called Say You Will, and joining me now to talk about it are Mick Fleetwood and Lindsey Buckingham of Fleetwood Mac. Mick Lindsey, we are so thrilled to have you join us. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being here. Now, Lindsey, I guess I'll ask the first question to you. Why did you guys decide to get back together? Well, it was kind of a, a long haul. Uh, I had left in 87 just to try to protect my own uh, long-term sense of creativity. And, and this really started off as a solo album for me about seven years ago. Uh, Mick and I got together and, and started cutting some tracks. And, um, you know, it just it, it kind of morphed into a, a Fleetwood Mac album. Uh, I, I, at the time when I was ready to release it, there was a lot of turmoil. At, at uh, Warner Brothers because there was a change of regime so we decided to start cutting some tracks of Stevie's and everything was just going so well that we figured uh, that this was the the way to go so it was, it was a very happy accident. Well and it, it just sounds great we're actually listening to a bit from the album right now the song Peacekeeper and now I want to ask you guys have been very open about no more life in the fast lane so to speak and Mick how has that changed the dynamics of the band or has it? Uh, I think it's changed greatly, a, a certainly a, a certain dynamic in terms of just, I think the people themselves uh, are back, as it were. Uh, certainly my, my relationship uh, with late, uh, Lindsay is greatly changed, really. I mean, when, when we first convened many years ago, the essence of who we were, there was a, a, a very bright chemistry with the personalities. And then, you know, in truth, Things got pretty crazy, especially in, in my world. And we, when we've reconvened some time ago now, all of that is is so behind uh, all of us that I think the original feelings we had and respect as musicians and as players and as people has been able to really shine in a really healthy way that enables us to to go and do such a, a project as we'd, we've done now and feel happy and, and positive. So things are very different in many ways. And, and actually talking about that difference, I mean, people know your music so well. Your album, Rumors, is one of the best-selling albums of all time. I wonder, Lindsay, how has your sound changed from the last album in 1987? Well, one of the, the obvious things is that we are doing this album without Christine McVie. Um, she had quite a few things to work out in her own life, and she burned some bridges and moved uh, back to England a couple of years ago. And this has actually been an opportunity for us. Um, you know, we, uh, 
we have a different kind of sound without a keyboard. I think that, that uh, what I've been saying is that the, the three musicians now have about 33% room to maneuver each, and it's given it a more muscular, aggressive sound. And, and as writers, Stevie and I are, are sort of uh, facing each other in a way that is reminiscent of what we were doing before we joined the band. All right. Well, and it sounds good. Mick Lindsay, I want to thank you so much for joining us. So thrilled to have you. Right. And that album, you. Say You Will, is in stores now, and Fleetwood Mac is going to be headed out on the road next month. So look for them in a city near you. Hey, you're listening to Day by Day Fleetwood Mac. Day 17, about the very last Fleetwood Mac studio album called Say You Will, released in April of 2003. So they made this album without Christine McVie. She did not participate. She quit the band in 1998 after the dance and the tour. She retired from the business at that point, I guess. So this album actually debuted at number three on the charts selling 218,000 copies in the first week. So that's pretty good. And I guess it's only certified gold at this point. The story behind this album really is that most of Lindsay's contributions he had been working on for years. So there was the solo album out of The Cradle in, I think, 92, and then Lindsay didn't release any more solo material for a long time. And he was working on an album for a long time that was going to be called Gift of Screws. And he eventually, years later, released an album called Gift of Screws that did have some of the songs that would have been on that late 90s solo album, but several other songs that he had written and recorded, even, for Gift of Screws, ended up on this album. So this is a pretty weird mix of songs from Lindsay and Stevie. Some of Lindsay's work on here is pretty out there. But, spoiler alert, I like this album. I like this album quite a bit. There's a lot of really good material on here. And Stevie Nicks really brought it for this album. Stevie brought some great songs to this record as well. It's really weird, though, that, you know, this is the last Sweetwood Mac album. It's without Christine. It's all very anticlimactic. You know, they did release four more songs in 2013. They called that Extended Play, but it was just a digital release. Pretty good stuff, but... You know, and that was after Christine had rejoined and they had toured some more. And then, you know, they kicked Lindsay out and they did a tour with Neil Finn and Mike Campbell. You know, Christine has now passed away and it really seems like, who knows for sure, but it seems like Fleetwood Mac is is done. So this is the, this is the last Fleetwood Mac album. It's, you know, the whole story of Fleetwood Mac after, even just after Rumors, you know, you go Tusk, Mirage, Tango in the Night. Lindsay leaves, you know, the pathetic albums they try to still keep churning out. The whole story after Rumors is pretty convoluted and weird and kind of a mess. And then this is how it ends in terms of studio albums. What's the world coming to? What they say isn't true. You can't plant no Anyways, let's check it out. 
The first song on the album, What's the World Coming To, is written by Lindsay Buckingham and producer Julian Raymond. A great song from Lindsay. Very pretty melodies, excellent production, and very nice harmonies between Lindsay and Stevie. Uh, actually, a normal song from Lindsay. <laughs> but it's really good. Second song on the album, Murrow Turning Over in His Grave, one of those songs I was talking about that Lindsay had been working on for the Gift of Screws solo album. Some quite a bit of weirdness here from Lindsay. It's kind of a cool song and it has its moments, but I can't say I'm crazy about it. Obviously, very odd production and odd arrangement. Third song on the album, Illume, parentheses 9-11 by Stevie Nicks. Oh boy. I don't like this at all. I mean, this is Stevie indulging herself in creating some kind of new agey vibe or something. Obviously, this is her 9-11 song, but this is No The Rising. I mean, this song sucks just goes on and on without any hooks or anything and if she's trying to uh, i don't know explore the emotions or the aftershocks or whatever of 9-11 this i mean this fails and this is the third song on the album why would they put this here i god tack this on to the end this is terrible Fourth song on the album, another song from Stevie called Thrown Down. Great song. How did the last song even make it on this album? There's plenty of songs on here. I guess Stevie just forced the issue because she wanted her 9-11 song. Anyways, can we just forget about that song and just, you know, pretend it's not there and that this is the third song? Because this song is great. Great production, great guitar work from Lindsay. 
Imagine what those fucking clowns like Billy Burnett or Rick Vito would have done with this song. You know, shoehorning in some shitty blues lick from a fabulous Thunderbird song. They would have ruined it. But Lindsay helps make it atmospheric and effective and the melodies work very well. Listen to Lindsay's guitar work on the chorus. He really helps bring this song to life. So a really good song from Stevie. Fifth song on the album, Miranda, by Lindsey Buckingham. More weirdness from Lindsey. I like this. The verse is very entertaining. I can't say I love the chorus, but I can enjoy this song. At the same time, I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan of it. And this is another of those songs that Lindsey had for years that originally would have been a part of the Gift of Screws unreleased solo album. Sixth song on the album, Red Rover, by Lindsey Buckingham. Very strange production from Lindsey, but this is great. Amazing artistry. And who else could pull this off or would even try? But this is a beautiful song.
seventh song on the album, the title track from Stevie Nicks, Say You Will. Excellent song. This is a classic. Just a basic, straightforward song with great hooks. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well, I could make a run to the store or I could make one of my new factor meals. (laughs) Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything Factor Meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor Meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code pantheon50 to get 50% off. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain again with something every podcast listener and music junkie needs to hear. As I'm sure you can guess, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I also listen to a lot of music, so having high-quality headphones and earbuds are absolutely critical to my day. Oh, and I have numerous pairs. In fact, I have a junk drawer of used devices that have bitten the dust, so I've tried them all. Recently, I was sent a pair of earbuds by Raycon, and the first thing I noticed was the cost. Uh, Looks like their products are about half the price of other premium brands. Okay, that's cool. And the reviews seem pretty stellar. Okay, checks that box. So I got my Raycon Everyday Earbuds, a nice packaging to open, and what I immediately noticed were the pack of ear tips for sizing. Uh, I'll tell you, I have small ear canals. Uh, I know, a flaw. So to see choices for the best fit, uh, especially while exercising, uh, oh yeah. And yes, they were immediately comfortable. Sound quality was great too. Plus I have three EQ options that I love because I like more bass in my music and less in the podcasts. Eight hours of playtime for the battery is great as well. Surround sound, noise canceling, and awareness mode all included. I think I'm in business, and I just realized I've had them in all day. Like I said, super comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order 
plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash Pantheon. All right, let's pretend we're flipping the record over and side two opens with a song called Peacekeeper from Lindsey Buckingham. This was actually the first single from the album. It's an interesting song from Lindsey. I love the verse, but the chorus is pretty basic, kind of flat, which I guess that's why it was the single, because it's like the least challenging song, maybe, from Lindsey. And the verses are cool. This is this song is fine, definitely not Lindsay's best. Up next, ninth song on the album is called Come by Lindsey Buckingham and Neil Haywood. Another quite weird one from Lindsey, and this is another one from the Gift of Screws unreleased solo album, and I cannot say I like this very much. Tenth song on the album, Smile at You, from Stevie Nicks. This one is alright, not great. Pretty major contributions from Lindsay, but it really doesn't even have a chorus. So it kind of doesn't feel like a finished or fully realized song. Eleventh song on the album, Running Through the Garden. Another Stevie Nicks song. A great driving pop tune from Stevie. Actually, probably the most rocking song on the album. So this is a good one. Became just as fatal As was her garden So you run to you know is wrong There are too many flowers 
12th song on the album, another one from Stevie Nicks called Silver Girl. This is a pretty boring song that sounds like Stevie's worst material from, say, Tusk or Mirage. Sarah, I mean. It's alright. This one kind of feels like Stevie on autopilot, honestly. Like Stevie Nicks trying to write a Stevie Nicks song, if that makes sense. Track 13 by Lindsey Buckingham called Steal Your Heart Away. I love this song. Really, really great song. But actually, I prefer an earlier version of this song. So when I went to the dance tour in San Antonio, there were people when you entered the venue, they were handing these postcards, handing out these postcards. And if you filled out the postcard and sent it in, Best Buy was actually sponsoring that tour. So these postcards were from Best Buy, I think. And if you filled out the postcard and mailed it in, they would mail you special CD to commemorate the concert or something like that. Anyways, eventually I got this double disc set and it one of the CDs was just like a promotional thing, but the other CD had some songs on it. And one of the songs on there was this song, but it was an earlier Lindsey Buckingham solo version of this song, probably for the Gift of Screws album. So I like that version better, maybe just because it's the first version I heard. I don't know. That version of the song is really, really great, amazing Lindsey Buckingham song. Obviously, this version on the album is also good, but I go back to that version from that Best Buy CD from the dance tour. Track number 14, Bleed to Love Her by Lindsey Buckingham. This was one of his new songs for the dance performance and album. It's a pretty good song. It's not one of his best songs, but it's nice enough. It's good. I don't know if they needed to recycle it for this album. Kiss me 
Track 15, Everybody Finds Out by Stevie Nicks and Rick Knowles. Another decent song from Stevie. I don't love the percussion, but John McVie's bass sounds great. I don't really love this style of song as much, but all in all, it's well put together. Track 16, Destiny Rules by Stevie Nicks. This is kind of a mediocre song. It's very similar. It's in the same style to Thrown Down from earlier in the album. Thrown Down is a great song. This is not as good. And all the way here at track 16, kind of starting to feel like filler with some of these songs. Maybe our paths are not supposed to cross twice. Track 17, Say Goodbye by Lindsey Buckingham. Very much in the style of the solo work that Lindsey would do soon after this. Kind of that staccato, percussive, acoustic guitar thing. But he would have much better songs on those later solo albums. This song never really delivers when it comes to the chorus. So this isn't his best work. Still, I often think of you. 
All right, so you might think the song Say Goodbye by Lindsey Buckingham was the end of the album, but no, because Stevie Nicks came to the sessions with a song called Goodbye Baby. So here at the end of the album, we have two songs with goodbye in the title, one from Lindsey, one from Stevie. Goodbye Baby is a very subdued, sad song from Stevie. Again, not much of a chorus. So obviously that's the secret, at least for me, that's the secret ingredient, is a good chorus. It's kind of important to have a catchy, hooky, memorable, big, uplifting, or emotional, or affecting, effective chorus, whatever words you want to apply to it, that's a pretty important part of a song. So some of the songs in this album, I've mentioned that they just don't have that chorus. Honestly, the last three songs here just kind of feel tacked on to the end. And this album did not have to have 18 songs. A lot of great stuff here. Some really, really excellent material. So I'm definitely glad that they pulled it together to make one last album. It's great to hear Lindsay and Stevie together on some of these songs. So yeah, we've made it to the end of Day by Day, Fleetwood Mac. What an odd path. You know, what an odd trajectory. What an odd way for a band to develop. Every different lineup change we've gone through, every different style, every different approach to production, everything it took for them to end up at the point where Lindsay and Stevie joined the band, then the massive success, and then the, you know, once they have the huge success with Rumors, everything after that is affected by the success of rumors in one way or another you know Lindsay is definitely thinking outside the Fleetwood Mac box with Tusk Stevie starts a solo career and has a lot of success rumors is this very cohesive album a great band album of a a band working together making amazing music It's never the same again after that. They're very fragmented post-rumors. And you really feel like they're making the albums Mirage, Tango of the Night just because they should, just because they can. And then when they try to continue on without Lindsay, that's a disgrace. That's pathetic. I'm very glad that they got back together in 97 because by 97 uh, they were one of my favorite bands and And it was huge that I got to see them. I got to see them twice in 97 and then around the 2013 era. So I'm very glad that, you know, they did reunite multiple times and I did get to see that 1975 lineup twice. Obviously, the 1975 lineup is an amazing band. They did amazing work. Rumors is one of the greatest albums of all time. So, there you have it. We're done with Day by Day Fleetwood Mac. I hope people are enjoying these Day by Day series. I'll keep doing these at least for a while. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed a couple of weeks taking this journey through the catalog of Fleetwood Mac.
What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop? Would I shop? Would you kill? Yes. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.